Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. We love a Linktree because it's got all the ways you can help support Block Talk. Visit linktree.com slash michaelblocktalk to click on the links. We've got a link to Redbubble where you can purchase all of your Block Talk merchandise from t-shirts to mugs to hoodies to totes available in a variety of styles. Another link is all the platforms you can listen to the podcast, plus links to PayPal, Venmo, and Buy Me a Coffee should you feel the desire to tip a host. And as always, follow me on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, and on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC for all the latest news, reviews, and interviews. Emergency! Three girl groups gave great performances that forced RuPaul to make some rough decisions. It's time to talk all things Drag Race 16. And joining me is ASMR lover lover, Amanda Pork. Hello. Hi. Um, You've performed that song before, haven't you? No, I have not. ASMR lover? Yeah, never for an audition video or anything? No. No, Ru, never. Ru, never. Um, welcome to the podcast. We're here to talk about Drag Race 16. Um, before I talk to you about Drag Race 16, I have to just give my disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us, reality production. We are showing the editing when television show wants to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people. They give it an opportunity to go and tell them and share their craft, but they've also put themselves in a position to discuss what's in the podcast and entertainment discuss reality and show. Now, Drag Race 16 has a lot of connections to people, has connections to people to, with me and you. Do you know anyone from this lovely, lovely cast? I do. Um, I'm close, close-est with uh, Zunami and Safira, mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, Zunami and I were closer towards the beginning of, right, beginning of drag. We did Ultimate Drag Pageant on the Upper West Side together. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, we're big fans of each other. Uh, she um, she's very sweet, but we've kind of drifted apart since uh, COVID. And she has like famous family and all this stuff. Of course, so, of course. Uh, but and uh, and Safira Crystal is who crowned me at Miss America in Atlantic City. So. Oh my god, that's crazy! Well, yeah. that's exciting. We're gonna get to talk about both of them. What is it like watching people you know on television? It's really cool, um, especially like, I guess, season 14, I wasn't very super close with Jasmine, um, mm-hmm. but it was cool to kind of see her knowing like her doing Drag Wars and whatever. Um, but last season when like Jax was on TV, it really was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, this is like real. Um, but it's I cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for them. It's 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 an exciting time, and even being like a little itty bitty piece of their journey and their story is really cool. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about the journey of this cast. The girls are in mourning in their funeral procession as their good Judy Mirage has been eliminated. They will honor the trash bag as they all have tears. Even plain Jane might have had a single droplet streaming down her face. It's unconfirmed, but who knows. She always has tear stains. Yeah, it doesn't she? She's got tear stains from, well, other things. She's balling. 
Nymphia will get quite emotional, which is a new side for her. This is an arc to watch out for. Nymphia is giving a very interesting edit in this season, especially this episode. Yeah. The game is on. Know the words. Be prepared. Be prepared. Be prepared. You got to know the words, girls. Fight. How hard is it to learn a song? You're asking me how hard it is to learn lip sync? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it definitely depends on the song. Dark, uh, Dark Lady really was, uh, that's wordy. Um, so it's tough, especially when you're, when you're in that situation. And if that was, so they got the iPods, right? They got the iPods like a week before that episode. Theoretically, theoretically, we, they may have had some music beforehand. We don't know exactly. I doubt it. Um, but, you know, that's like, in that being the second lip sync, you know, these girls, like, they'll sit in the workroom and listen to iPods, like, over and over and over all season long. They don't know what song's coming next or whatever. And that's a pretty wordy song to be like, hey, this is the lip sync tomorrow, you know? So. All right. Okay. That's interesting. I mean, listen, I am fairly familiar with the song. Maybe it's because a dear friend of the pod, uh, Boudoir Lafleur, uses it in her gypsy mix. And I have seen that performance uh, hundreds of times. So perhaps that's why I'm very familiar with the track. But it's not like it's a random pop star who has a one-hit wonder. It is Cher, bitch. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think... uh, uh, Her name is blank. Dawn did give her really good advice, though. When when I've been in a situation where I'm not 100% saying the words, just tell yourself that you do know the words, and it'll... it'll, You'll at least somewhat get into it i think mirage went into it completely defeated already so yeah well plasma gets her flowers as she is in disbelief for the win but the moment will be shifted over to q who came oh so close once again q in her emotions will say she's feeling really grateful for being in the top the last three weeks but she says it hurts getting really close and not getting there she feels like she shouldn't be talking about it but she has had to fight her whole life to prove that she is so close Oh, Lucy, your sister is here. I feel like we just watched this storyline last season. I was convinced at the start of the season, I really was like, oh, Plasma's going to be the BFA, like Rob's queen, who's always like almost there. But it's Q. Well, but Q, then I found out that yeah. Q also has a BFA in theater. So I'm like, okay, yeah. okay, that makes sense. Cue the eye roll from plain Jane. Lest we forget that she too was in the top, but she is having a hard time sympathizing with Q. So she will give us snark that she won't complain she was in the top, nor sit there and cry and sulk all day. She feels great. Pointed comments. Onwards and upwards, sisters. Do you think that plain Jane has motives? And do you think that when plain Jane discusses Q to the other girls, it's an attempt to sway their opinions? No, I, I personally just, I love the cadence in which plain Jane speaks Mm -hmm. and I'm just like fascinated with the the delivery of like, I'm not just going to cry and sulk all day. Like, it's just so funny to me. I just think she wants to be the villain. I don't think she's really trying to has any like external motives is like trying to pit people against each other. I think she's just having fun on the show. 
In, okay, it's interesting. Now, friends, uh, if you do know that I am now a writer for Collider doing reality TV features, yesterday my article about Plain Jane as a Drag Race villain did come out, so you can hear my official thoughts on Plain Jane and potentially her calculated moves and how this is a very good villain character for the show currently. Um, but I do, I, I, I get what you're saying about the way she speaks, because it does feel calculated. And I, I mentioned it in the article, body language. When she says like the word sisters, she will not look you in the eye. She has her head cocked down and she, she can't have a conversation eye to eye with a person because she just knows it's all a bluff. Yeah, no, she, cause even when she's like, you can tell that it's all calculated because she's smiling when she's like, mad mm -hmm. she's like oh this is good you know what oh, I mean absolutely she's like, she, she I'm knows she's aware what reality television show is and she knows how to get a camera to yeah, follow her it's just it's fun yeah I don't think she's going about it necessarily the right way no no not at all now we will hear Zunami we will hear Zunami admit that playing Jane is a bitch but she lives and we'll discuss much more about this later but do you think having a queen acknowledge the entertainment aspect of playing Jane's attitude allows her a free pass for her actions i don't think so like i think no i don't think so so then why would the show include tsunami being like oh this is exciting to watch because it's fun i mean they want their honest reactions and i think That's that fair. most of them are probably just like they're like uh she's doing such a good job on tv she's annoying but she's doing such i'm sure it was i'm sure it was so frustrating to be in that room but I know they're all watching this season. And they're like, oh wait, yeah, that was <laughs> that was a good moment. Well, things got spicy last week with Amanda and playing Jane. When Amanda got that confessional, we knew that the saga was far from over between the two of them. But we'll get to it. A new day has come, and I just want to remind the world that Taylor Swift's enough to lean down at the Grammy Awards. So fuck that bitch. Yeah, I see both. I definitely see both sides. Nope, nope, nope. Everyone's like, oh, maybe she was worn out to touch her. No, no, no. Watch the whole time she got up on that stage. Who was the person to warn her? Nobody. She snatched that thing out of her hands. And you can see the photos of Celine Dion backstage with other celebrities who are very careful. All she had to do if she was afraid to touch her was to say thank you. But she yeah. took the award and turned away from her. So that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'll let you speak on it. <laughs> I don't. Um, I, don't I love me Celine Dion. So if, you, if anyone is mean to my Celine, oh, it's over, bro, girls. Plasma will tell us that after the chaos of the previous week, it's time for a factory reset. Welcome to your brand new phone. Uh, if anyone wants to buy me a brand new phone, I'm here for it. I don't need a new phone, but I'm, I would love a new phone. For I need a new case. phone case. Mine is covered in sticky substances. I need a new phone case because apparently during the two-hour block when I blacked out on my birthday, I dropped my phone and, and fucked up the case. So that's cool. At least it was the case, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the table, Morphine will be called out for her workroom glamour face. And then this prompts Dawn to say that Morphine will do Plasma's makeup. She will do Amanda's. Um, I would ask if it was fun shade, but leave it to Miss Plain Jane to swoop right in and tell Amanda that she looks so pretty out of face and calls her a natural beauty. Was that comment necessary? And why is Plain Jane so triggered by Amanda calling her Jane? I, well, I think that's like an ongoing thing. Like even everyone in Boston, like Boston is like, no, it's plain. We don't call her Jane. That's not a thing. Plain is her first name. So it's it's just really funny that like everyone in Boston is like, no, 
don't ever call her Jane. <laughs> it's just so it's so bizarre because who was saying? I I don't I don't remember what it was, but um, someone was like, "It's like you're calling her the adjective." she's the now <laughs> it's like oh. well he, the f- funny story so friends if you did follow do follow me in my article um my editor because i don't get to fully put it up on the website my editor th- i guess thought it was an error and removed plane from the title so it says jane is the best type of villain for drag race and i had an email and be like no that's actually her name please add the plane back because now you're making me look like a fucking idiot no, literally, yeah. um but yeah so but that it if you have like a, the Grammarly app where it thinks it's an error, that's probably why. But that's her name. Who out of this cast would you want us to be painted by? Me painted by anybody in this cast? Yeah. Because they're all going around, oh, it's paint so-and-so, paint so-and-so. Who would you pick? Hmm. Um, probably, honestly, ooh, that's a, actually a tough one. Maybe Nymphia? I feel like she would be fine. Um, I don't know. I don't think anyone from this cast for me, honestly. What about you? I feel like Morphine, like Morphine could mug us both down. My, Morphine would be fine. I think Morphine could work. That'd be interesting. Well, Amanda will call her plane, and well, the rage takes over. Have you ever had an incident where someone deliberately just tries to get under your skin just because they can? I don't think so. I think people will especially in nightlife people will take opportunities um and ideas from you that will get under your skin but i don't think oh, it's intentional certainly it's, it's just to make them look better even though they're talentless absolutely i mean let's but i don't know. think i've ever had an experience where people well, that's good that's good uh we're just gonna get no alarm no message just rue waltzing in wearing the loudest suit in history like i think you could hear that suit all the way in london oh for sure very very loud in london i don't know the song she will tell the girls that everyone has a story to tell and here's the shameless plug rue wrote a new memoir the house of hidden messages will you be listening to it on spotify premium because it's bound to probably be on spotify premium i'll do you one better i'm going to the book tour in drag in a couple of weeks oh wow is this a thing yeah march 4th so first week of March, whatever. No, are you like is it for a thing or are you just going as a um big fan of RuPaul? Oh, I'm going as a big fan of RuPaul okay, and hopefully gotcha. she'll say she'll pluck me out of the audience and say, You are the best drag queen. Hey, you never know, it could happen. For this mini challenge, they will work on their own book. They will create a title, shoot a cover photo, and offer a bio of the author. Sounds fine. Hey Amanda, what would your memoir be called? Um, something silly about the brand of, of pork. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Something about spit roasting or eggs and bacon, a, a guide to brunch with uh, white bridesmaids or something like that. Okay, fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, mine, obviously, is going to be blocked and blessed. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um, am I blocked and blessed? Would your, like, I... What would your slogan be? What would the slogan be? I don't get bitter. You get blocked. There we go. There we go. And that's the tea. And that's the tea. Well, they're going to get ready in quick drag. They have 30 minutes to accomplish all of the tasks. Could you handle it? Yeah. What's the fastest you've put on a face? Um, Probably half an hour, but that's like a full mug. For a quick, ch- like, girl, sunglasses and a lip, baby. That's all you need. And a wig. Yeah, easy peasy. And we then- will begin... 
with Plasma, giving us Plasma and Little Edie combined. And her bio is this deeply personal memoir reveals the absolutely true story of the time she sold Nancy Reagan's wig. All that plaz. I just love that the book cover said soon to be a major motion picture starring Blair Sinclair as Plaz and Jinx Monsoon as Nancy Reagan. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, that's the attention to detail we love to see. Um, Next is Megami, who is giving you Orange Cheeto face. Yes. Her book tells how she went from Staten Island trash to marginally improved Staten Island trash. It's Megami, not Megami. I mean, listen, the amount of times that people have called her that name yeah and addressing the because even like with like the casting rumor like people were like oh i think this girl named megami is on it's so funny and you're just like it was really a new york joke but whatever it worked for her fine haha amanda has clothes on her body that's the best i'm gonna say about the outfit she picked but her story reveals the glamorous life of a professional gold digger she also makes up a bunch of stories like the time maggie smith said she looked so cunt time for a meeting i like that line about maggie smith that's one yes. that stood out to me plain jane is here and her name is lady cox distinct <laughs> i hate her. i really hate her it's what this character did is make rue laugh and once again plain jane knows the assignment of drag race make rue laugh you can fucking suck, but make Rue laugh and you're good. Ooh, 100%. You either have to, either you tell RuPaul that she's the best thing that's ever happened to you, you're her, she's your idol, XYZ, or you just like make everything the biggest joke. That's like the two routes I think you need to take. Rue says that she reveals how to make spotted dick and her classic Pepsi Cola. Only Rue says it wrong. It should be Pepsi Cola. The Revenge of Cox Distinct, now available in paperback and bareback. Yeah, we have Maya Iman LePage wearing her best drag, but also a Catwoman costume. So choices. Uh, I hope she was not planning on doing Eartha Kipper Snatch Game. Um, but her story starts in Nutsville. Angry pushes the title. I'm so yawn on this girl. I'm over it. Yeah. There are a few times she seems like such a sweetheart like in person, but Absolutely. There, there's always a queen in each season who you know was cast just to lip sync it's the banana lady this book tells the tragic story of how nymphia went from ripe to rotten and then dropped something from her between me down there but the book is bananas the yellow pages she's a wacko yeah she's a, she's a little goober yeah. and uh what if something fell out of her right and rupaul was like what is that morphine's book is the bbl effect does it mean big black labia no the book is full of ass photos and there's a scratch and sniff section so there's that what do you think it smells like i think it smells like tanning lotion probably yeah Sophia crystal and her slew footer back throat goat a singer's guide to an open flandron i don't know what she said something wall there we go I don't know. Is, is she holding a wall, a microphone? Is that a dick? Who knows? Do you think Safira has the biggest mouth in the tri-state area, though? And if it's not her, who is it? Mm, biggest mouth. I, I mean, the I'd biggest say, drag like, mouth is Britta is, Filter. I was like, physically, Britta Filter. Um, but in terms of running their mouth? Ooh, I don't know. There's a couple girls who come to mind. That's not what Rue was referring to. Her the biggest mouth being the glug 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 of the the mouthing of the the phalangical yes. oh, parts. Yeah. 
Dawn is scary looking. If you like mental breakdowns and self-diagnosis, you're going to love Bubble Up. Also, the cover calls for Donyana. Um, is that her new pseudonyme? Or is that Maybe. just like a weird Brooklyn thing? No, I think that's just her being goof. Room, room. by Geneva Carr. Uh, it's hard to follow a story about hairy legs and bad choices. Boring. Her legs are hairy, though. It's really impressive. Moving on. Tsunami Muse shares her beauty secrets, like how to rock a bang of which she is not wearing. Girl, when RuPaul calls you out for your tagline and you fuck it up by not wearing the bang, Memoirs of Muse, take a walk in her shoes. Maybe maybe she wrote it down and was like, say this, and then forgot that she included that and then yeah. put on a wig or something. Well, it's finally Q, whose book title is Why. Is it Y by Q or W-H-Y by Q? Why? I'm sorry, but for me, this was the winner. Brilliant. And referring to Nancy Kerrigan, priceless. Yeah, well, I, I thought that was the winner as well. Unfortunately, she's not, because that's the story of the Q. The winner of the mini challenge is Safira because Slewfoot. She will win a signed first edition of RuPaul's memoir. Sell that shit on eBay, bitch. Also, she gets money. But really, got the book. Gosh, how much money does she have at this point? I don't know. Like you should 000. ask her for like a dollar at least. She's like, she has like almost like, she has like $17,000 at this point. Well, for this week's Maxi Challenge, Ru shares that it's time to collaborate with Ru on three hot tracks on her album Black Butter. They will work in three girl groups where they will write and record original verses and then be in charge of their own group choreography. Now, a mandatory meeting will tell us she is about to murder, kill, and eat. And well, that is what we call the Kiss of Death confessional on this podcast. Don't say it, girls. Just don't do it. If the producers make you do it, you know it's bad. Don't tell anybody you're good at anything. Do what Nymphia's doing. Mm -hmm. I've never danced, ever. Safira as the mini challenge winner, Plasma as the maxi challenge winner, and Geneva as the survivor, not winner, of the lip sync will be the three team captains. Safira will select Dawn, Morphine, and Q. Plasma takes a mandatory meaning. Tsunami Muse and playing Jane and Geneva picks Maya and Nymphia, and she is left with Megami. And Megami being picked last was Chef's Kiss. I would hate it was to a be moment. It was a moment for well, her. I would I've been rewatching the season nine, okay, and Valentina gets picked last, and her mentality. I need, I need to have that level of like delusion because it turns into confidence. You know what I mean? Hey, you but might be like able to. You might be able to host Drag Race Spam. Yeah, but Valentina's like, I was picked last, but little do they know, they got the superstar, and she won the challenge. Mm -hmm. So funny. Safira well, will be presented yeah, with the song Star Baby. Plasma will be given Courage to Love. And Geneva gets ASMR Lover. Which team would you want to be on? I think ASMR Lover has the best potential. Mm -hmm. Were you familiar with the other two tracks? Um, Not really Courage to Love, but Star Baby, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you think Plasma knew that having Plain Jane and Amanda would be a struggle? Or do you think she said winning is the goal no matter who's with me? Um I feel like I feel like she just wanted people who would jive well with her choreography and maybe people that she felt like 
would maybe let her be a choreographer. I don't know. Fair. We will hear from Morphine, who tells us that she thinks Geneva's group will have the biggest struggle to win as they are all quiet and a lot of bottoms. Did you see the writing on the wall or was this all for story? Did you know they were going to have a successful night? Team um, Geneva? Geneva? No, I didn't really. No, I don't. I didn't think that it was. It didn't seem like the storyline was setting them up to win. Nope. Well, the girls head to their tables to start the writing process. Have you ever written a track before? Um, no. Are you planning on writing a track? Um, if there's a check. Okay, there we go. We start off with Team Safira, who loves girl grouping. She was actually in a girl group in Philly called Philly's Foxes. Are you familiar with the work of Philly's Foxes? No. I know when she put when they put up the 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 group photo, like an old school, photo. I was like I was like, who are all these people? I was like, I don't think that's been I don't think that's a recent group. I think it was an old thing. It's almost like putting up a photo of Stephanie's child. I don't know who that is. Morphine will offer to be the choreo as it is her vibe and she really wants to fucking win a challenge. And Q says she knows whatever she does, she will slay. She's not a dancer, but she can sing and write a verse. Okay, Q. Now with Miss Plasma, she says you don't have to be a great singer to create great music. Insert Taylor Swift here. Okay. I kind of agree with that, though. That's true. Plasma, though, is a singer, and she can't wait to make great music. She wants a big poppy moment, so she's going to take the first verse. Tsunami will ask for a verse three. Plain Jane will say then she will take four, which means Amanda is stuck with number two. Didn't stop there. No, Plain Jane had. She had to say that they have to end with a strong finish. Why was that necessary to say? Why? Why did she have to throw that in there? I don't think that was necessarily about anybody other than herself. No, I I truly don't think so. No, it was to make Amanda look like shit. I don't think so. We will learn Amanda was on the Kinky Beats tour. She can sing. She can dance. Why are we trying to shade Miss Mandatory Meeting right now? I don't. I think. uh, I. I think people are just upset that maybe they auditioned multiple times and a mandatory meeting just started drag and just happened to win the drag lottery. Um, and I think a lot of people don't feel like who, who says it? Mr. I think Mr. Says don't play in my profession or something like that mm-hmm. with the sugar and spice thing. I think that that's what people are feeling. Do you think playing Jane's feeling a bit threatened by Amanda? No. Okay. Okay. Amanda says she has worked with tons of bitches she doesn't like before and it won't stand in her way of winning the challenge. She has written lyrics a lot and playing Jane is like, well, I co-wrote the instantly iconic Burger Finger. Is that the alarm of the morning for you to get ready for your day? Do you listen to Burger Finger to get up? No, I've never streamed. Probably won't stream. Now, Amanda will share her lyrics with the girls and even playing Jane is like, okay, it's off to a good start. So there is a little bit of sincerity in playing Jane when it comes to Miss Mandatory Meeting. Let's now turn to Tsunami, where playing Jane will tell her to adjust the tempo and cadence of her lyrics. Amanda will counter with a different idea and she will even offer advice via musical terminology. Couplets, anyone? Whose advice would you have taken? Um, 
I mean, I think they were both kind of like saying the same thing. I don't know. I would have, I would have just been like, I'm going to do it myself and whatever happens, happens. If anything, maybe like the group leader should have been like, all right, I'm going to give you um, a medium, like me halfway between those two ideas. And this is what we should do. Well, the tension between the two is coming to a head. Why it even started? Well, ask plain Jane. Now over to Team Geneva, a.k.a. are they going to survive this challenge? Maya is excited to show off her rap skills and her dancing skills. Geneva is focused on the choreography and will give the power over to Maya. She picked Maya because she knew she could dance. And now the little gremlin known as Nymphia Wind will ask Geneva why she chose Megami. Well, she was left all alone. Cue the tears. Megami tells the girls it doesn't feel good and says most of her life she's always been picked last. She has had to prove herself to people. The girls will comfort her. And with tears in the room, we found our winners at it for the episode. Megami mm-hmm. tells us that she is forced. She's a force to be reckoned with, even if they don't see it. And in the wise words of Laganja Stranja, I feel very attacked. Yeah. Nymphia is excited to perform but is dreading the lyrics. Language is not her strongest form of expression. Hence, banana, fana, katana. Oh boy. Yeah. That was, she was she was thinking. She will continue playing around with words and all I can understand was banana. Do you, Amanda Pork, fuck bananas left and right? Fuck them. That's what Nymphia wrote in her initial lyrics. Um, no. Okay. Megami wants to do well this week and is not here for Nymphia and her yak sounds. Amanda, what does the yak say? What does the yak say? I don't know. Um, bye, son. Great. There we go. All the girls find themselves having to rehearse and choreograph while the other groups are watching. Do you like when this happens or do you prefer private sessions? Um, like brainstorming all together versus by myself. Well, no, no, no. With, with all of the all three groups present during the rehearsals. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, I don't. I mean, it's fun to get their reactions. Um. Because I feel like that's all they're there for. Because we know that they're not there for like five hours and they each get time on stage. It's literally they have right. like 30 minutes for the camera. Then they go to off in some part of the room to choreograph right. the rest. Yeah. Um, I mean, coming from like a pageant background, I don't love like watching other people's talents and stuff. So I feel like if I was off to the side, if I would be allowed to like not pay attention, that's probably right. I would probably just like mind my own business. Um but that's just like the pageant, like focus on your own bubble. You know what I mean? First, we have Plasma, who's leading the charge with choreography. Now, listen, theater girlies, they have skills, but sometimes if you're not an actual build choreographer, trying to explain the routine can be a little messy. Uh, insert Plasma's scattered brain. Yeah, Tsunami. Tsunami so was very lost by the dra- dragography. Also, Miss Plasma, you were giving us frock destroyers and Patty Bourree shampoo. Uh, congrats to Patty Bourree on your new shampoo line. We love Patty Bourree. Boston, Boston, Boston Patty Bourree. Yeah, pa- Patty Bourree shampoo. Doing shampoo. That's what that's what Plasma said. 
Oh, 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 I wasn't. Pay- oh, wait, no, I understand. I forgot. Was just a- we oh, learn sure. what a contagion is, and the girls are going to mock Plasma on the side with the Fossey, Fossey, Fossey. But really, what we were getting was windmill for your life. Yeah, she was really, she really wanted everyone to know she was good at it. If you knew one of the girls in your team was having issues, would you dumb it down? I wouldn't dumb it down in the sense of like trying, like insulting them, but maybe knowing that they had extra time later, um, maybe focus on like mapping out. Um, formations and then nail down the specific movements after the rehearsal. Now we will insert a backstory for Miss Amanda and as soon as we saw it, yeah we, we knew it was over for this girl in this episode. She came from the international touring company of Kinky Boots name another drag race diva who was in Kinky Boots Marsha X3 and she's going to be on Broadway in Cabaret. Yeah that's fun. Are you going to go see her when she's on for the MC? Maybe maybe i just love eddie redmayne oh my god that boy is so pretty yeah on screen amanda looked like she was doing fantastic but really her narrative was over for the producers she was doing much better than they planned for her to do yeah now playing jane is feeling a certain way as amanda is eating her up and when safira is giving us that fact that's the team Again, the girls will say that Amanda might steal the show, but then mock her and say it depends what her runway is. Now, we're not going to discuss it right now, but they're in the room together. They know what everyone has in their closet. Did they know it was going to be over for her knowing what the runway was going to be this week? No, I feel like, especially without her face painted and stuff, I feel like most people, I feel like they were all probably focusing on themselves. At least that's what I would in that situation like in that moment they were kidding that like the runway may be the end for her but they like literally put it into the universe yeah they're like depending on what the runway is but that was like her thing since the beginning they were like oh her first runway was so bad but her talent was good you know what i mean so it's just been a running storyline we have maya leading her team and it is dysfunction she is not jesus and she is not taking the wheel yeah she's so quiet when they start moving, she's whispering, and Nymphia is just shimmying. I don't know why. Maybe she was practicing her ASMR in honor of the track. Maybe. Maya is not giving them hard choreo and notes that Megami is struggling with moves. She looks like a lost child. Now, we have this edit where it's supposed to be a disaster, but really, now looking back at it, this was the underdog slot. Yeah, Totally. Nymphia will chime in to tell us that she started her drag journey with a K-pop group, photos included. So she's going to start to take control, and things seem to feel a bit more at ease for the group. But then she will give us the UK hun human centipede, and I'm like, okay, we need a rule on drag race where if a girl group uses the iconic choreo of previous girl groups in Drag Race history, they have to get par- marks taken off automatically. You think so? I'm done with it. I've already, I, in, I, in this entire segment just now, I got, just called out the Frog Destroyers, just got uh, United King Dolls. I don't want to see the same choreo. Create your own shit. But also in the same vein, I feel like a lot of that is exists outside of the Drag Race universe. So find that one move, put into the Drag Race universe, and own it yourself. 
Yeah, but I feel like across all of the franchises, like, you're bound to, like, run into. Oh, I know. Oh, I'm aware, and I call it out every time. I know when that human centipede is coming in. These girls don't watch that, I don't think. Exactly. That's why we all got the uh, UK uh, iconic moves. Yeah. The second that we see something from Pop Off, it's hey, I'm a, it's out. You're you're done. I, you're killed off. I'm kill, I'm not watching anymore. Yeah. Do you think Nymphia is a brilliant mastermind? Um, I think so. I think I think she knows herself. Um, and she doesn't really need to. She's not in the setting to let everybody else know who she is. Because this moment really showcased Nymphia being like, I can't do this. And then Safira being like, no, bitch, you can do that thing. I think it's very interesting that it's Safira who got the confessional talking about Nymphia and her hidden talents. Yeah. Do you think it's hard? It's smart to hide your talents on Drag Race? Or is it all about the mind games? What What is Nymphia's end game here? I feel like it can go like either way. I feel like if you're... Nobody's incredible at everything. Um, like nobody's perfect at everything, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you have to really know who you're talking to and who you're up against. Because also, like producers love like fucking the Gigi Good of like the Madonna musical, right? Said she couldn't sing, said she couldn't dance, and then like had stunning vocals. And you know what I mean? Sometimes producers are like, oh wait, she rose above it. And she, that's why she exceeded the most of the challenge because that's not what she does. Whereas Jan, it's like every, her, her, every single day. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like it wasn't a challenge. So Will there meant- be one thing that Nymphia actually can't do or is she going to be just a well-rounded drag race contestant? Um, I think she's going to be well-rounded. I heard she was on an Olympic snatch game team. So. <laughs> okay, interesting. I'm I'm excited to hear what that means. No, Finally, we have Safira and friends, and Morphine is the Abby Lee Miller of season 16. Do we want to be Abby Lee Miller? Do we like Abby Mill- no, Lee Miller? I thought that I was, was like, I, yeah. like, you, you, really, you want to be like, you want to go to prison for tax right. fraud? <laughs> like, this group looks strong. It's all fun and games until Q is like, well, fuck. She is the slowest learner of the group, and Morphine is not thrilled that she is struggling. She is mad Q has two wooden left feet. Now, I know that you have wooden feet because you clock. Uh, yes. Yeah. You're Otherwise, welcome. I have very beautiful, shiny feet. Q is giving robot arms, and the girls are laughing and making fun of her on the side. We will hear Megami question if Q can sew herself out of the situation. And that was the red flag that our lovable runner-up is going to be in danger, girl. Yeah, I like that little confessional of Megami. That's a good line. Nymphia is excited for Q to feel like what life is like in the bottom and won't be so sad about being in the top for so many weeks. (laughs) It's almost like everything that comes out of Nymphia's mouth comes into fruition. Is she a witch? I think so. I mean, she also... Is she a producer? She slipped coming into the the workroom after playing Jane and said, someone please slip. It's true. I mean... We might have some spooky-ooky girls in this group. 
Well, it is girl group day. And once Amanda got the, it's a new day in the workroom, diva down, pack it up. It's over. Official kiss of death. It, it's there. It's there. We, we have watched enough drag race to know usually whoever says that line, it's bad news bears. Yeah. And she was like, I'm feeling great. I'm winning this week. As the girls get into face, Amanda is asked an onslaught of questions from Dawn. But the gist of things is, are you feeling good? This is what she does. Do you think she cringed watching her say that this might be her week to win? Like the editors were like, not today, Satan. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if it would be cringy, but it would definitely be emotional watching it back live on TV. Now Geneva and her girls discuss how they would like if one of their team members are in the top and the rest are safe. Little do they know they are about to get the Rue Peter badge this week in the competition. Never. Ever have we ever assigned a win to a group in a girl group challenge? But here we are. Megami is ready to show the bitches that sh- the shit that she is the shit after her traumatic day before. Are we calling being picked last trauma? Is that really what we just alluded to the day before being traumatic? Being picked last? Um, I don't think it'd be instant trauma. It would. But like, as, it'd be different if she like, I don't know. It's all it's all just like in her own head. So, shocker. Geneva doesn't want to lip sync again, and Warfin is like, "Good luck, Charlie." Time for Q to hash out her drama with Plain Jane, and it's about to get all real housewives up in this bitch. Q will address the conflict with Plain Jane by telling her that she opened up to the girls only for Plain Jane to walk all over it. She explains. It was more so from a competitor's standpoint. She wasn't trying to invalidate her feelings, but it's exactly what plain Jane did. Q will say that she thought they had more of a respect for each other and how it felt like a repeat of things with Amanda. And plain will ensure the cameras are ready to capture the moment and responds with, rest assured, I have much more respect for you than I do for Amanda. Why are you such a bitch? Honestly, as Q's memoir says, why? Yeah. That was such a fun moment. The challenge battle is on and Amanda will scream and plain Jane, she's just, she doesn't know her. She doesn't know anything about her. So what's the tea then? Plain Jane will be like, wait, who am I resolving things with? You are Q. And Q will go to bat and be like, you brought her into it. And as Morphine says, the gringos are fighting. <laughs> Plain Jane calls a fun shade and says they are all in the same girl group and they need to kill the challenge. Was it all mind games? Did she really think it was a side ha ha joke? What is she trying to do? Was Because let's let's be real here. We've seen other contestants on other franchises when they want to try to get into someone's head, they do that kind of thing. They try to rattle them. This bitch is in your group. If she fucked up because you fucked her mind, she's taking you down with her. Yeah. What was Plain Jane thinking? I don't know. But there's also a moment where... What is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, wait. I don't know if we're there yet. Uh, But plane was like no i'm like this in boston too. Yeah. so i don't know i think i think she's really just bitter that someone so green 
maybe got a chance sooner than maybe like some of her friends or herself. Plain Jane will say in confessional that she meant what she said. She's not a horrible person. They were just her opinions. And now it's a matter of moving forward. Plain Jane will drop the Amanda thing for a moment and will half-heartedly apologize to Q. But did you notice where Plain Jane's eyes were when she was hugging Q? Camera? Toward, not toward the camera exactly, but it was not like, you know when you hug someone, it's emotionally, like you look down or whatever, close your eyes. No, no, her eyes were open. She, this was a half-hearted premeditated um, moment. Now, because we have the sage mother of the house, Safira will ask Plain Jane if this happens a lot to her in Boston, and she will acknowledge that it does. So Safira will tell her how it is. She tells her it sounds like she's misspeaking a lot and was wondering if there is a way to stop it. But Plain Jane says that she operates in the moment and doesn't take in people's feelings, and it's something she needs to work on. Plain Jane will say that she is taking in what Mother Safira is saying, but follows up with, when an entertainer puts themselves out on stage, it's fair game to criticize what they put out there. True or false? Oh my gosh. I'm going to go with true, but it's subjective. So it doesn't matter. Listen, I and say it's true. Obviously, this is literally what I do. This is why I make the, the disclaimer at the top of the show is to say, you put yourself out there, uh, be prepared. There's a difference, though. Right. There's there's a difference, though. I'm doing this as an entertainment podcast. If you put a photo out there of a photo shoot that you just did and you have people knocking it and saying terrible things, that's not the same thing. That's just being a cunt. Yeah. Plain Jane does it unwarranted. There's no rhyme or reason. It's not in a in a way to help her sister. Yeah. It's it's a mo- it's for her to take the moment for herself, and I think that's the big difference here. Yes, what Plain Jane said is true, but not how she does it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. She will then say that how she feels about Amanda's drag and how she feels about her as a person are separated, but she still gets the golden boot from her. Do you think that Plain Jane is ready for the clapback? And do you think owning her shady bitch fantasy is enough of a free pass from the fandom? Yeah, well, okay, the thing with the fandom, this happens with, you know, Mistress, with Lux, with literally anybody who's ever been the villain, in quotes. Um, you guys ask for entertainment. You guys ask for old drag race. Mm-hmm. You ask for the Shangela throwing the fucking drink on, like, Mimi Amverse, whatever. Um, you ask for those moments and then you get them and then you bully people. Like, it, it just doesn't make sense. Take it for what it is. It's TV. Let them take care of their own business on the side and just enjoy what you see and support them. It's just, it's fun. It's TV. I think a little bit of a difference between especially Lux and Mistress and Plain Jane is Plain Jane's owning it. Lux and Mistress would not own it. Uh, I don't know. I they uh, they I fully think... felt what they said was the right thing and valid thing to do. Plain Jane is aware that, yeah, this is the thing for me to do, but I'm also playing a character. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, I guess, I guess that's true. 
don't know. Now, since we we had a lot of drama, Morphine and Plasma are going to talk about how she's feeling, and Plasma is not thrilled that they were just screaming at each other. The song is Courage to Love. There's no love loss here. Obviously, we'll have a little more of this moment to end this part of the saga. Um, but yeah, as you said, the, the, the fans want drama. They got the drama. If you don't like this kind of drama, then then we'll have RuPaul's best friend breaks again. Yeah. Like, just go watch season 14. Let's head to the main stage where we see RuPaul giving a stunning purple and fuchsia moment. Very classic Ru. That hair was very classic. Loved it. Our panel includes Michelle Visage, who is not reunited with Seduction. We have T.S. Madison, who I guess it was her week. And joining the panel are both members of Iconopop. For those international season lovers, we only had Carolyn and Aino was sick for Drag Race Veria. Did you watch that episode? No. no. Okay, well, I'll tell you the fun fact about that episode later in this episode. Let's go through our sickening remixes. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Beginning with Star Baby by QDSM. I love that they all had a color and they all lived in the same girl group vibe. Some looked better than others, but hey, they're all dance looks. You have to bring X amount of dance looks. Um, If you were preparing to go on the Drag Race television program, what kind of dance looks would you prepare and what colors are the most important to bring with you? I definitely would say a neutral black and silver would be essential um and i mean also like i would just probably bring what i have maybe borrow maybe like some stuff that i've made for other people maybe being like Mm -hmm. hey can i have that back for six weeks um and maybe something like that just have like a wide range because they have to bring like a million outfits but also like i know how to sew and some of these some of these girls i know who can sew in this program challenge should have made something that matches but we'll talk we'll get we'll talk about it Uh, i think morphine looked good she sounded good she seemed comfortable it was just a bit boring in the lyric department for who yeah morphine morphine i don't i literally don't remember her at all Q sounded incredible. The wig, not so much. That look was very basic oh, and the tights did not match. The problem is she's that she's not a dancer. She she It just didn't show the dancer like some of the other girls in her group. Yeah, that hair was... I was Terrible. like, what's going on? The group choreo was very simple, but it didn't highlight them in a positive way. They were not terrible. It just wasn't cohesive. Yeah. Safira. Could have been the solo winner of the week. Her lyrics were great. Her performance was brilliant. Yeah, Tia said... We'll get to it later. I try to jump ahead. <laughs> Dawn, oh, yeah, Dawn, I'm going to assume you don't watch all the international seasons, and that is fine. Her lyrics included a lyric about waking up, which makes sense for her, the character Dawn. But when I hear wake up, I think of a specific girl group in the Philippines and the lyric of Wake up, sis, minty fresh coming through. So she owns the rights to that lyric. Sorry. But I think Dawn did great because it didn't seem like it would be her challenge. And because he was not committed to the choreo, Dawn did stand out as passable. Yeah, totally. Yeah, she did. She did safe. Overall, I think they did fine. I was just a bit bored of the song. Yeah. Moving on to Courage to Love by the Lover Girls. Love the pink and black cohesion in the looks. It was a strong jumping off point. 
Plasma did shock me. I think she transformed her drag to this performance. Her lyrics were good and she looked fabulous. Is she going to be a pop star? Probably not, but I thought it was a very solid performance and I did like the overall staging for her part. Yeah, I liked her lyrics a lot. Amanda was living her girl group fantasy in her oddly toned tights. I think she was giving Lady Gaga if it was performed by New York sissy Chelsea Pierce. That's you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I, I can see what you mean. She was good, but they put her on her own doing her own thing. So I understand why she gets told what she gets told. Yeah, I didn't like the her. She really struggled with the hairography. It was terrible. The chorus choreoed. It was solid. Um, they did make it work though. Zunami was off. If you go back and look, Zunami did miss a couple moves and it showed. Zunami's look was hot and the rap was the right move, but she just didn't match what she was serving. Mm-hmm. You could tell that she was in her head. Yeah. Plain Jane, Miss Jane, if you're nasty, I get it. She again is serving something different, but this could have been a week where you throw her in the bottom for story purposes. But then you have the lyric, don't break my heart, just break my back. God, she knows how to fucking win Rue over. I have a note. I put this on my private Twitter. She she has a missed opportunity of uh, a Mile High Club lyric. Do you think she's saving it? Should she make it to the end? I think don't do that. I think come up I with think you're right. Like, don't do that. But you're right. Where is the Mile High lyric? Where is the Mile High lyric? That was my first reaction. I was like, this especially is in a song called Courage to Love. Look, that's what I'm saying. Where is it? This was a good performance. I do think they were individuals, not a solid cohesive group. Yeah. ASMR lover by Thick and Stick. How they all managed to make black and yellow work as a group, more power to them. But you know that Nymphia Wynn was like, I only have yellow, so figure it out, ladies. Yeah, they're like, who brought who brought what dance costumes? And she said, yellow. That's Maya cool. gave rap and gave dance. And the smart thing to do was have the girls in the back stand there and not draw attention. Uh, so take note, future competitors. Be smart with the group that you have. And the call and response of Maya, Maya. Smart. Take yeah. notes, future competitors. Call yeah, and yeah. response. Yeah. Geneva was they not the best. Extra. They love little extra bits. I could have seen Geneva being in the bottom. Yeah, sure. Now the group choreo during the chorus. It didn't matter if it was basic. It worked. It's obviously also a song that Rue loves because they cut to her singing the fucking song along with them. That was the only, um, I, I, I leaned over to my boyfriend during the, the episode and I said, this is the only song she knows. <laughs> RuPaul. But really, the game is called Keep It Simple Stupid and know the strengths of your weakest link. Then you are going to do well. I feel like what they did differently for a drag race group girl group challenge performance was do that split up with the opposite choreo that was fresh and smart and, and it worked because you didn't have to have four people cohesive at once. You had to have two groups of two cohesive and it was yeah. fine. 
very smart. So if it was Maya who came up with this, if it was Nymphia who came up with this, more power to you. Megami was the weakest of the group. And I think she didn't match her mouth. The nerves were there. Also, she she's not a dancer, dancer, dancer. She can definitely move, but she's not going to go full out movement. She just doesn't have that in her. I honestly, I, I think she, I didn't think she looked, at least in her solo part, I don't think she looked in her head that much. I think she. No, right. And I think overall, though, she was, the energy wasn't yeah. there. I feel like, I feel like, honestly, I didn't think anybody, like, I don't think anybody in the group, any, any of the groups impressed me in this challenge. Nymphia's just good at a lot. Better vote yellow. I mean, th- there it is. She- she's just good. But do you think Megami wrote that lyric? That is what we heard. We heard that Megami did write some lyrics for her. Um, we didn't hear that on the show. That was on the, the Twitters. Uh, so good for Megami. Um, maybe they said it somewhere else. I don't know. Maybe Rue found out, but it was overall smart lyrics. Yeah. I think story purposes played out in this group. Overall, I think the three groups did better than most seasons overall. Um, but I think, as some people are like, imagine last season's cast getting at a RuPaul song instead of old lady songs. Yeah, you're right. I think part of this challenge comes down to the song. There's a reason why a lot of the international seasons have amazing girl group challenges because they have amazing songs to work with. Um, even Drag Race Down Under giving us BMX bitches. At least it's a fun song to play around with. What they did to them last season was just abysmal and so mean. And then they said, forget that. Let's just give them RuPaul songs. Leland will take a break. It worked. This was the, this challenge was the smartest thing for this cast. Yeah. I agree. Category is Faster Pussycat Wig Wig. In honor of the runway, we will play Nine Lives or What's New Pussycat? Are you ready to play? This is a horrible category. Literally dreadful. Morphine. Look by Jeffrey Kelly. Now, Catwoman. Really? I mean, it's played out, and I think once Maya knew Morphine had this, she opted to wear something else, but we're going to get to her in a second. I think the wig is great. She looks good in the blood red. I'm just bored of the reference. I I do appreciate that she did play with her proportions, though it does does look like her butt exploded after a bad BBL. Yeah, this is like the 10th Catwoman reference i want something new especially with the the wig was gorgeous the wig should be the centerpiece like i don't right. know what like dripping blood she could have been like done like a like a vampire a vampress look or mm-hmm. literally anything else where's the originality where's the drag judges they tell her she looks amazing and love the glitter scratch marks she gave energy and shook that tail feather and michelle tells her she is more than a bbl I'll give it a nine lives. Yeah, I agree. Audience, 76% nine lives, 24%. What's new, Pussycat? Q, look by Q, hair by GL Walton. She's serving this like Joan of Arc. I see the inspiration. The problem with this look is not that it's bad. It's just not up to par with Q has already shown us. It's very subdued. It's very simple. The wig works, but I really do think red would have been a bolder color than blonde. The blood in the body, it looked like stage blood. It looked cheap. It, it was a fine look. It worked for the category. I'm not mad at it, but this was not the week for her to give us basic. I liked the look. Um, I loved the, the the draping and the ruching on it. Um, and I kind of liked that it was muted. It's kind of been different from mm-hmm. the vibrant colors we've seen coming out so far. 
judges tell her look is hot pussy on a tin roof and say she looks like a million bucks in the girl group they struggled and says the look was basic bitch as she didn't sparkle or shine i will give her a soft nine lives nine lives for sure audience 83 percent nine lives 17 percent. what's new pussycat Safira Crystal, no designers listed. I love that she is giving you glamour and marrying it with camp so well. I'm not in love with the shoulders. They could have been a little less bold because, but I, listen, she knows she got the big shoulders. The runway was about a pussycat wig and she gave you an evil villain's pussy on her head. Love the idea. Love how she went out of the box to achieve it. Yeah, it was fun. I hated seeing it <laughs> from like the tail up. Like it just looks yeah. like it was a mistake. Um, so like when it's, when she's not holding it, I just, I hate it when it's on, <laughs> but, um, it was smart for sure. The judges commend her stage presence, but notice things were going, something was going on in her head. They think her look is smart and took her pussycat wig to the next level. I will give her a nine lives. Same. Audience, 88% nine lives, 12%. What's new? Pussycat. Dawn, look by Aldrian, boot covers by Martin L- Lara Avila, hair by Dawn, bag by Edna Birthing. Eat a it's birthing. cute. Eat a birthing. It's her. She managed to figure out a way to give a quirky wig a pussycat back. I think this is Dawn in space, but make it 90s. It's not the boldest or the best. It's safe and original, but I'm ready to retire the long sleeve thing. Please, I'm done with it. I'm done with the quirky girls trying to get, do the long sleeve thing. It's it's tired and played out. I'm kooky. I have small arm, big sleeve. <laughs> um, I don't think that. I don't think that qualifies as pussycat wig, in my opinion. And it we've seen this color story. We've seen this color story on Dawn like three times already with like the mixed print. I know that's her thing, like mixing cow print and all this stuff. But if you just do the same fabrics like in different silhouettes. I don't know. I don't. I don't get the versatility from that. I don't agree with the makeup tip, though. I love the. I think the elf ears are fun. You're not telling any of these girls what. All these girls have had the same mug every single day. But you're like, it's the the same narrative every year. Different. They hate alternative drawing. They're like, they just want to see if you can do something other than that. Like, obviously, she can. She's more talented as a makeup artist than any of these girls. They said she added spice to Spice Girls. She came out with the confidence. She did things Dawn's way. And Michelle challenged her with the Alphiers. I will give her a soft nine lives. I'm like neutral. Because like the wig doesn't fit the brief. So in that case, I'd say what's up, Pussycat? Um, eh, I'm neutral. I truly can't go either way. Audience 68% nine lives. 32% what's new, Pussycat? plasma look by florence lee hair by bitchcraft somehow she sold this concept for this runway it's a stretch but i'm buying it i love the look i love how it's something refreshing and different from plasma for me this is drag i just did not love the mug this week it's a bit too exaggerated i have a feeling there will be a week where michelle tells her to fix her mug but right now rue is in love with it and i'm just like okay i don't like that trend of the upper lip shape yeah, with it's almost the, like with her with her nostrils. Being right here. Yeah. It's like it's trying her nostrils are trying to suck up her lip. Yeah, I don't love that lip shape on anybody, not just her. I yeah. I know it's a trend. I don't know why it's a trend, but I don't like it. Um, 
I don't love this look. It looks like she needed to take something off. Um, it just looked really busy. I don't think it needed to be. She like tried to make it quirky. She's like, but it's headphones. And I'm like, I'm not buying it. The judges say she gave bad bitch energy and wowed them. And her look is fun and ridiculous. And Rue loves her makeup. I will give it a solid nine lives. Mm, uh, A very, very soft um, 70 year old man PP, no Viagra in sight. Nine lives. Audience 64%, nine lives, 36%. What's new, Pussycat? A mandatory meeting. Uh, No designers listed. Uh, Let's dissect it. Did it fit the brief by having a Pussycat wig? Yeah. Did it make sense the way she told the story? Not so much. I do love how out of the box and camp this was in the head being in a nest. It does have an arts and crafts feel to it, especially in the body. I'm not sure that the silhouette was actually giving branch and tree. I appreciate the risk she took here. It's certainly going to be remembered. I just don't know if this is the way you wanted to go out. I think it was a fun concept, just articulate, like presented poorly. There should have been like, if you're going to do a nest, do the whole fucking tree. Like should have had like green all the way around it. There should have been a mama bird, like do the whole thing. Cause and also just like trying to do that makeup, going into it, not having like a mug that you can easily achieve quickly, and then trying to do branch out and do these things you've never tried before isn't necessarily the best for drag race. Right. The judges say that she is top-notch drag performer, but they call out her wrinkly butt as her padding was wrong. They ask for an explanation of the pussycat wig, and Amanda gives up on the story. They tell her to stick to the challenge, and Rue tells her she has trouble with the drag aesthetic, and that's when I would have been like, okay, I'm leaving, I can tell. I'm going to go very soft nine lives. I'm going to do soft nine lives, too, just because it's a cool concept. Audience, 44% nine lives, 56% what's new, pussycat. Zunami News, jacket by Aria, trousers by Jason Wu, faux fur by Adrian Landau. She is one who can pull off that pussycat wig with ease, and that hair was great. The garment was giving me like Michael Jackson. I couldn't tell you why. Maybe it's the color story and everything. It's very boring and simple. I, I do love that she has fur, but I don't know why it was so long. I just don't feel inspiration from Zunami all the time on the runway especially when you have this many girls in the competition you got to bring something to stand out yeah she really sold it i don't think they would have bought it without her personality on the runway this week um but she sold it with like the the more masculine presenting they really were into it judges say she danced up a storm in those heels and her look is called chic's 1977 eve saint laurent i will give it a soft nine lives nine lives for me Audience, 70% nine lives, 30% what's new, pussycat. Plain Jane, look by Jane Doe, latex gas mask by Big Atlas. She loves to sell sex and sex she is selling. I think the BDSM sex doll works. I get it. The vinyl is a bit bunchy at parts, especially in the nude section on the shoulders. It's a solid look and it's an expected look from Plain Jane. I think 
like I really I really enjoy it. I think it might be hot if she did like a pink almost like buzz cut kind of wig mm-hmm. with that look. Might be cool. Um in as pussycat as you can make that, I think that would have been because the hair seemed a little smushed in all of that. Um and I feel like it could have been a little cleaner. Judges say that she was body yaddy yaddy and she was convincing and they call her a lead singer of a girl group. The look is super fun and they love the mask. We're watching different shows, but great. I'll give her a nine lives. He was in Plasma's group. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's funny. Um, that's funny but, but, uh, nine lives, yeah. Audience 76% nine lives, 24% what's new pussycat. Geneva Carr, look by HOCW Costumes, hair by GL Walton. This is not what she planned for this look. I like that there's flapper, but why is it Lisa Frank cheetah print for 1920s? I do think it's very drag and it's very fun, but this is not runway worthy. Yeah, seeing that fabric, it kind of... Did you see the new color purple uh, movie? No. Um, so bas- but basically, there's this pattern at the end um of these pants that I, i'm like those are that's no that's nowhere even near period um or even relevant so it was just uh no yeah no it's new no what's new pussycat yeah bad pussy audience what is new pussycat? audience did not care for it 18 percent nine lives 82 percent what's new pussycat Ooh, that's rough Maya on the page look by Gerald Robinson. So again, I think she was planning Catwoman and picked out one of her dance looks because she was not going to be number two Catwoman in a bad look. This was flimsy. It was boring. This is not what is worthy for Drag Race on season 16. I need elevation and, and how Rue said their group performance was enough for a win is blasphemy with what her and Geneva were wearing. I don't remember her. Let me pull it up really quick. Let's see. Let's see. It's that black Abraham Levy inspired look. I can't even remember it. I remember yeah. all of them except until now. Oh. Yeah, no, that's not even that no. Yeah, yeah, no. That doesn't even on a themed runway presentation, the center of your look has to be the category. Especially and when she she's worn pussycat wigs yeah. this season. Yeah, she just wore something. Like, she would wear that to a club, and that's yes. not... It, what's new, pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I agree. Audience, 25% nine lives, 75% what's new, pussycat. Megami, look by finesse. Now, I love when my listeners message me their opinions on looks. And I'm not going to name names, but this was the most angered look of the week. Multiple people, none of who have any sort of connection to Megami, hated this look and thought this look should have been what sent her home. I'm not as angry about the look, but I certainly don't think it's great. I think she had the seafoam green dress and purple wig and knew that was not going to be enough for this runway. So she tried to make it edgy, made a black eye, gave herself bruises and all. Is it more offensive than Maya's? No. Is it a winning look? No. I just can't get behind how this entire team gets a win. Yeah, they really were pushing the storyline. Um, I do know that her look was a, a bit more fragile. She was going to wear for this runway, and it like oh, pieces of it broke, and it was unusable. Okay. Um, 
And I think she stitched this or had it from like Fashion Nova or something. But it looks it looks like ASOS kind of. So I think this might have been like one of her girl like a girl group costume option. Um but I do know that her look like completely fell apart and it was unusable and she would okay. just pick something. Um so do you want to give you credit there? It's hard to travel across the country with drag. Um but it uh, was not good. And I do know she sews, so, so I know they don't have a ton of time, especially when they're hearsing, but... What's new, Pussycat? Something. Yeah, this is not good. What's new, Pussycat? Audience, 34% nine lives, 66% what's new, Pussycat? And finally, Nymphia. Look by Nymphia. Like yeah, hair by Link Hair. She's giving art. She's giving story. I love how she's bringing her culture to the runway, all while playing into camp. This was expertly crafted, and that cat hat was funny. Then the reveal into the finger wave was stunning. And then going bald for the vagina, I mean, it was camp, and it was a play on words. Overall, a very strong showing for her. She's making me nervous for my girl, Safira. She's so pretty. Yeah, this was my top two, for sure, I think. Yeah, this was impeccable. Yeah, incredibly done. Nine lives. Agree. Audience, 96% nine lives, 4% what's new, Pussycat. Now, Safira and Plain Jane will opt to not use their immunity potions because that is still a thing that's on this television show. But there's an expiration date on them. Right. Rue has decided to do a first in American Drag Race and give an entire group a win. The winners are Geneva Carr, Maya Monlepage, Megami and Nymphia win, and they get to split $5,000. So I will do the math. It is $1,250 each. That's a joke. That has to be a joke. We're going we're gonna to discuss my theory in a moment. But this means Plain Jane, a mandatory meeting, Plasma, Tsunami Muse, Dawn, Sophia Crystal, Q, and Morphin Live, Love Dion are all up for an elimination. I, I don't know. I, I really think this was a solo win week. I think Nymphia could have definitely won this week. I think you could have given it to Safira. I just don't know why these four needed this win. Maybe there was some sort of agreement for certain placements, and they said, well, we can't get rid of Maya or Geneva, so we have to save the entire team. I, I don't know. Um, this just felt weird. Yeah, I agree. It definitely felt like a solo win week. You think you, you would give it to Nymphia, you think? Or Safira. I think Safira did very, very well as well. Yeah. With a close race, Rue has decided, let's be chaotic and ask who should go home and why. <laughs> Do you love when that happens, especially this early in the season? Really? It's, it's fun. Safira says, Amanda, as she is growing queen, and this is not the place to grow. More. Morphine says Amanda as the runway didn't hit the mark. Q says it's definitely between Amanda and Tsunami as both haven't made a really grand mark of it yet. Dawn will say Q because she is her biggest competition. Plasma says based on critique tonight, she will say Q. Amanda says Q seemed to be toward the bottom. Tsunami will say based on critiques, it should be Q. And Plain Jane says it should be Amanda as her aesthetic is not up to the level it needs to be. Any surprises here? No, I think I think everyone judged pretty fair. Everybody but one person went on group lines. Mm, everybody said, yeah. Dawn is the only one to run that bus over her teammate Q. No, Plain said Amanda. 
Oh, well, right. And then, and, but yeah, yes. Is she actually her teammate though? Let's be honest. She, she this, this is part of why Rue made her stay on, on that stage. Cause you know, she was ready to throw Amanda to... Um, in front of the, 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 the cruise ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Did decisions you, what, are in. What would you oh, say? What would what? you say? I mean, based on, on the based critiques on the- and everything, I'd have to go probably with Amanda. And based on track record. Yeah. But the decisions are in, and it's time for Plain Jane's rivals to battle it out. A mandatory meeting and Q are bottom two, leaving Severe Dawn, Plain Jane's, Dunami Muse, and Plasma as safe. Do you agree? Sure. Yeah. I mean, like, on, but honestly, no, honestly, I... if you want a good TV, you know you aren't going to get rid of the bitch. Throw Plain Jane against Amanda. Let's see it. Yeah, it's for fun. This I feel song... like, I, yeah, go ahead. I think they do take. I do think they do take that into consideration. Like, I mean, how more often than not, they do put the the two people whose names they say most. And most of the time, them. most of the time, there's been a couple of moments um, where you're like, I mean, if the girls really were like, plain is being mean to everyone, so I'm gonna say plain just to see what her chops are like. Then I think yeah. they would. The song is "Emergency" by Iconopop. Are you familiar with that track? No, that's not what. No, that's not what the song they should have done. Now, I mentioned Iconopop was on Drag Race Varia. Yeah, so you did. Guess what song they did on Drag Race Varia? That one. Because they Emergency. already had the right to Yeah, they, yeah, they did. Now I have a soft spot for how the OG version went, but these two fought to save their lives. But this was all about track record. They they they, they were never saving a man over Q. Yeah, in no, in no world. As long as Q knew the words, she wasn't gonna go. As long as Q knew seventy five percent of the words, the say. double scoot that they did very well timed. The dying cat move from Q was historic. Her inability to whistle was very camp. But Electra from Drag Race Varia wins this uh, song overall. So y'all go watch that one and go watch Electra destroy it with her little um, hokey pokey dancing. It's so funny. I love this song. It's really fun. You know what? I think they should have done um, We Got the World. Okay. 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 If you were That's to perform bad. Emergency at a drag brunch, how would you perform it? First of all, I would never perform at a drag brunch. That That is for homosexuals and and disgusting cross-dressing people. Okay, okay, uh, gotcha. I would never, ever be involved with a drag brunch. But if if I was, by chance... Um, I wouldn't perform that track either, actually, ever. Where would you perform this track? Nowhere. I don't like that. I don't like the song. Okay. Well, <laughs> guess next time I get to see you perform, I'll be requesting emergency. So, bitch, better learn the lyrics. I'm honestly bitter. They didn't pick literally any other icon of pop song, but that's just. Let's zoom through the highs and lows of Untucked. Uh, the winning quartet is safe and off to Untucked. And I said as soon as this episode aired, I was like. This is going to be a very boring untucked. This is the four that you're sending backstage oh. to talk. Yeah, no, I thought the same thing. I was like, what are they going to? None of them talk. No. Now, officially, let's talk about the Lush Lounge and how much I love Lush and I would love them to sponsor me. Please. Have you Please. ever done a Lush bath bomb? Yeah. I think it's the best so. fucking thing in the world. Yeah. I love them. I think so. 
Nymphia is at a point where she can't hide her talents anymore, and that's the tea. They will discuss how they will split the 5,000, and Maya suggests 2,000 to herself and 1,000 each for the others, which is what they call Florida math. She was not joking. I do not think she was joking. I think she was like, I think she was real. I choreographed. No, I think she's like, I kind of choreographed, so I think I should get more. I think she threw it out there, and they were like, oh, she's joking. And she's like, oh, yeah, sure, I'm joking. Do you think that split win means this was Rue making a on-the-spot decision? Because surely they could have figured out a different prize. Like, they could have at least gotten, like, a signed first edition of her memoir. I don't know. It's weird. It was Like, they weird... got less money than Safira did for winning a mini-challenge each. 5,000. They split 5,000. Isn't the max challenge always 10,000? No, it's always 5. 5,000? It is? Oh. On regulars, oh. it's 5. Oh, okay. Oh, all stars. I, oh, okay. I just don't think this was planned to be a group win. I think this was a split to, uh, on the spot decision that Rue made to adjust the results. I do think it was supposed to be a single winner somewhere. Yeah, I think maybe maybe he just wanted Nymphia to be the first one with two wins. Maybe. Megami will tell the girls that their win is their way to prove people wrong. Moving on, Geneva says her and Maya had something to prove as they have had been in the bottom. Nymphia will be like, well, see you in the bottom next week. Watch her work some crazy witchy magic and they're both in the bottom. It is a design challenge, so it's possible. Well... Girl. If oh. Nymphia predicts this again, anything that comes out of her mouth, I'm saying is fact. Girl, what's a design challenge? Plasma's last look. Girl. Megami yeah, yeah. says she got there because of her talents. She got picked last hurt, and she knew she could do it and get it as she worked her ass off. Good for you. I'm, 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 I'm glad you worked your ass off. Hard work does pay off in the long run. Maya says this win lifted her spirits and Geneva needed this break from lip syncing. Nymphia ponders what is happening with the other eight aside from a long critique. Megami believes that this is Plasma's group um, and it was the Plasma show. Did you find it to be the Plasma show? Yes. Fair enough. What made you think that? I think how she carried herself and she... It was her choreography, so she was the most comfortable with it. And she had, I think, the best verse and the best vocals and the best... I didn't like her hair, but she had the best outfit, in my opinion, too. They say, they say that Safira didn't shine like she usually does. Um, why are we having some doubts about Mother? How dare they? I think they... I mean, when you're so good at everything that they've seen so far and you aren't 130% your best. Any like anything a little bit less than that, they're like, something's off. Well, as she's far as the bottom two, the prediction is anyone, but Q is their first pick. They they think she's the number one bottom. And Megami's like, she's a fantastic designer, but Frankenstein, while Geneva says she couldn't sew up an eight count, the shade and confidence that these new tops now have is wild. One win. And you're all like, I'm the queen of the world. I mean, write it while you got it. Those girls, 
three of those four girls are not going to be there that much longer. No. So the girls will take up a couch in preparation for the others. And the other two groups come back and no one's doing well. See what the dreaded question does to you. You know, what would you, what would you do if that question would happen every week? Do you think that would be fun? I think it'd be fun. That'd be really fun. Oh my God. Psychological warfare, mama. Well, like it kind of, I mean, like if they, I was kind of hoping. Ray well, Queen was here every week. Or at least like, maybe they'll bring it back at the end. I'm here for it. Safira will say that it's scary being up there as she has never been at the bottom of anything. She will call out TS's critique about her being in her head, but hey, this is Drag Race. The judges call like they see it. I don't agree with TS's critique either, but TS did say my name in Bring Back My Girls three times now, so that's really cool. I heard she said it multiple times in London and, and the other and the other uh, hosts as well, but we'll see how that airs when it airs. Of course, we will have Nymphia question if her or plain Jane regretted using immunity and Safira is having a bit of buyer's remorse. Q will share that she got the worst critiques of the night and we learned that the blue outfit was made last minute. Now, when she says that, do you think that was in the workroom or last minute before heading to Los Angeles? Mm, I don't know. Because you did say something earlier about if you're going to wear something for a girl group and make it, it better match everybody else. Yeah, so so maybe she did make it in the workroom. I don't know. Because it didn't have any embellishments or anything on it. Keel will claim she didn't fuck up any choreo, but I say roll the tape. And they did. Which was very shady. But thank you. And did she? She did. Amanda is not feeling as stunning as she usually does in Untucked, even though she was told she was a star on the dance floor. But Dawn points out that both Amanda and Q got opposite critiques regarding their performance in Runway. Amanda is annoyed that her story got lost in translation. That is the definition of art, baby. If it doesn't translate, it's not working properly. The top girls will be congratulated, and Morphine will call out Nymphia for being a dancer. She's on to her. She's the traitor. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, Nymphia wind on the traitors. <gasps> oh my god, how chaotic would that be? It'd be pretty chaotic. I want crystal come downs on traitors. Safira will tell the winners that the song was the best part as they used every part of the song to interject. I agree, but I ask you, was that them or the producers? The music producers of the song. Mm, I don't know. They could have been nudge nudge. This yeah. would be fun. Because you always know, you always see that they were like, okay, ad lib here, give us an ad lib. So who decided on it? Was it the queens? Was it the producers? Who knows? Do you think that Thick and Stick will be going on tour anytime soon? And will you be buying a ticket? No. Same. Let's discuss the dreaded question. Safira will admit that it was hard to say Amanda. She loves her and has seen her grow. Q said two people and they let her get away with it. Amanda for the critiques of Tsunami because she hasn't made a big statement in the competition yet. And Tsunami will get spicy by saying... In her opinion, Tsunami's mad that she had said two names. She thinks Little Miss Thing is feeling really confident for not getting the best critiques. And Tsunami will be remembering this. And I can't help but wonder, will she ever be in a position to do anything about it? Or was this just Tsunami being able to get a confessional? <laughs> um, I don't know. I also don't think Tsunami was like... I mean anybody would be mad when they didn't do a bad job. You know what I mean? I guess at the point, what Q is more referring to is that Tsunami's just not shining like some of the other queens at this point. I don't, I'm not really sure where, 
where she's coming at. Some people have won like being safe like every single week. Her name is Electra Bionic, and she won Drag Race Italia without a single maxi challenge win. But we're still not bitter. We're still not bitter. We're fucking very bitter still. Oddly, only had one win, and she was safe like every single week. Do you think that tsunami should be this heated? Um, I mean, they're tired and they they're having cocktails, and and it wasn't her saying it wasn't real. It was like. Everyone was like, oh, based on the challenge, based on the challenge, based on track record X, Y, Z. Tsunami, just because she hasn't impressed me yet, pretty much. And it's just like, that has nothing to do with, you know what I mean? Like, but it's, it's just your opinion. So however you interpret it, I would, I feel like anybody would be mad. Dawn says that the closeness she's gotten to Amanda, she couldn't say her name. So she said Q as she is her biggest competition. Do you think RuPaul's best friend race came into play in Ru's eyes, or do you think Ru believes that Dawn is actually afraid of Q? Um, no, I think Dawn is very inspired by Q. That's fair. That's fair. And wants to honestly, like, I don't know. I I feel like maybe I don't know. I don't. I guess I don't read into it that much. Amanda would love to have said plain Jane, but she got good critiques. She questions whether she could have said plain Jane because she's mean. And I say, yeah, do that. That would have been your moment. Yeah, do it. Plain said Amanda after the girls rib her. She won't even look the girls in the eyes when she says sorry. Amanda knows she's not sorry. Do you think that plain Jane has a soul and that's why she literally can't face people when she tells them off? I think she has like some mental like issues. <laughs> I think she needs to go to therapy. We we can't confirm deny. We can only speculate. I don't know if that's true or false. Um, she's a character on TV. That's all I'll go with right now. Well, take it take it at face value. In the grand tradition of celebrities on Drag Race, Iconopop comes backstage because why the fuck not? Morphine says that they were her first concert ever. Have you ever seen Iconopop in concert? No. Me either. Caroline will let Aino take the lead here as she didn't get to talk to the queens when she was in Sweden because she missed the episode, but Aino is very excited. And Caroline's like, okay, fine, I'm taking the lead here. They're going to gush over the girls as Caroline will say that they are all performing in their own unique way and will walk away having to step up their game. Aino says that they started their band in 2008, met the day before they started, which is wild. And they even had crushes, but they are sisters, so no breaking that rule. No Kai Kai. Could you imagine the scandal? Aino says you go through your ups and downs, and that's how you get stronger, and she feels that they have this amazing energy after all these years. And that's it. That's all we get from them. No getting into juicy stuff. Puss, puss. Is how you say kiss kiss in Swedish. Will you be saying puss puss in your everyday life now? No, never. No. Never. Oh my God. You're insulting my favorite Swedish listeners right now. And that's okay. Yeah. That's on you. Swedish. We're going to watch the lip sync one last time before Amanda is shown the door. The girls will lay claims to her wigs, uh, even though they read her drag, which is kind of funny. But she had good wigs. She, she did have some good wigs. I think she did. So I think she did some of them herself, too. She thought she'd last longer. She came in with an inflated sense of how she'd do, but she did clock that her level of polish compared to the other girls was not there. But it was all about the friends she made along the way. And one enemy. Yeah. 
Now to the notes. There was not one from Plain Jane. Are you surprised? And do you think that happens often? Mm, I don't know. I feel like if I was in that position, I think I'd write everybody a note. Right. I agree. But also the smirk on Jane's face when she walked out was so evil yeah. and so funny. She was just like, I was like, you bitch, you know you're on TV right now. Amanda says goodbye as her buckets are preventing her from actually leaving the room. And that's it from Amanda. Oh my I gosh, some... wait. Yeah, go ahead. Why didn't... This is a big, this is a big controversy. Why didn't she turn the suit, the the boxes the other way? Amanda, she I don't know. I know, I know, Amanda. Because I'm sure she's never had to do that herself ever. And this was all for TV. The PAs, nobody told her. Just probably putting it up. They were like, no, we want her to get through this door and figure it out. Literally, it's like her walking through a doorway with like a two by four horizontally. Yeah. I was like, girl. I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast. Are you ready? Burning question. What is a mandatory meeting's legacy? Being warm, being I don't know, goofball, willing to take criticism from people who do it like respect respectfully, yeah. I feel like. Um, I'm excited to to see the dollification of um, Mr. Mandatory Meeting and see her back on All Stars 11. Yeah, no, I think she came out as a really exciting character, especially for an early out in the recent years where like most people early out like don't have this kind of fandom. She definitely um, went hard in the camp department and I think she wasn't afraid to look silly. And that's very, very, very important on Drag Race. Um, I, I do think that there is enough pull and enough of a story to bring her back in the future. So the right oh, time, God. I think, will be the big question mark. Um, but yeah, I think, again, like I knew her prior to drag. I knew her prior to Drag Race. She's been on the podcast before. So it was really interesting to see her on the show. Um, and and I'm glad she got this journey. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Who was the winner of the week? Who had the best episode? the best episode i don't know like i said i wasn't thoroughly impressed with really any of them like my top three guess would be safira nymphia plasma i'm going to go with black butter because the residuals are probably coming in right now well i also heard that those three songs were also the songs they picked for the audition so i think that's funny yeah we have a doll design challenge next week. Who do you think will do well and will Q murder someone if she doesn't win? I think he'll do well. Q, Don, we already know Safira, then the previous Safira doesn't do well because they're like, she needs to be using her immunity, whatever. Um, so I'm not going to say her. I think Don, Q, and. I think Megami has the potential to do something really cool. If she applies herself, that's the question. Um, and then bottoms, obviously. Geneva, Maya. I mean, it has to be. It literally has to be. After five episodes, who the winner is, of this season. Who else is left that can't sell? I don't even know. 
But after think, five episodes, the winner of the season is who? I don't know. I mean, I still would like to say Safira, and I think Safira is getting a good edit. I think she's giving you a slow burn while Nymphia is now pulling ahead a little bit. Um, I've said it before on the podcast, and I still think I feel the same way. So this is your Safira moment. This is the last time you're getting Safira. Nymphia, you can keep on using and using. She will keep on coming back. She wants Drag Race as her career. Um, but I think those two are very much the front runners. I think Plain Jane is a front runner not to win, but to get to the end simply because she's the story. So again, playing the game but of she's television, also very, she she's she knows and, how to play it. Yeah. And she, right, but is she the most unique, brilliant, new, fresh artist? No, but she's good at the game of Drag Race. So those three, I think, are going to pretty much go far. Um, we just haven't, I mean, Dawn hasn't won, which is wild at this point. Hugh hasn't won, which is wild at this point. You know who the next like three, four people leaving on paper should yeah. be. It, yeah. It's a very strange season because at first like, oh, it's really competitive. And now you're like, no, it, 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 we've, we've split things up. We know where people stand. Well, that's how they want to cast it too. Right. So, I mean, Safira waited 11 years to get on. They knew where she, right. they, they wanted her when they wanted her. Right. And they knew what they wanted her for. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I mean, they, you know, they say they want people who do everything. And uh, that, is, I, that is not the case, <laughs> um, as we can see. Um, but yeah, I think, I think definitely people to look out for. I think it'll be, yeah, top three would be like a Safira Nymphia Q slash Jane situation. We'll see. All right. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo and any projects you want to plug? Wait, I have another theory. Oh, let's hear the theory first. I think they're going to bring back Rada Queen one last time. Cause we already know the debacle. A lot of, I don't know if everyone knows the debacle. Oh, but no, the Queens have been talking about it on their social media. They already filmed the finale and everything. Uh, the queens have already said it um, on their social media. But um, what if they bring back, what if like they get to the end of the finale, top four, top three, whatever, and they say, um, let's do Raid a Queen one final time. That would be a gag. I'm, I'm here for it. That'd be crazy. I mean, like, remember Raid a Queen, that little thing from last summer, whatever? Let's do it one last time. Interesting. Imagine. Well, that'd be smart. Follow Amanda, and you might be able to see her claim this prediction, like Nymphia claims every other prediction. Uh, Amanda Port, A-M-A-N-D-A-P-O-R-Q. Um, I hate social media, but uh, please follow me so I can be on TV just like uh, these people. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Absolutely. See you next time, Block Talk.